Hello and welcome to our latest edition of the Bonus Podcast. Today we are going to be talking about awkward Christmas moments. We are going to uh, yeah, share stories and talk about the situations that we have been in because we know that probably all of you have experienced one or two of these. Mm-hmm. We want to talk yeah. about how we can navigate through them as Christian people. Yeah. So my name is Crystal Taves. I'm the pastor of women here at Northview and I will let you guys introduce yourselves. I'm Thalia. I'm a pastor in the care department. And I'm Sarah, and I'm an Immerse student here at Northview, and I volunteer with Crystal and her team. And my name is Rebecca, and my husband Kyle is the pastor of prayer and discipleship here at Northview. And these guys have wrangled me <laughs> into, <laughs> to meet on this podcast today. And doing lots of other things. <laughs> we don't just let you off the hook very easily. No. You've been many times before, though, Rebecca. Oh, yes. You're yeah. like a pro. <laughs> oh. Is this the first time in this room? No, we done no, I've done another one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Here we go. Awkward. That was awkward. So now <laughs> yeah. it's another awkward <laughs> conversation. Tricky, tricky. Tricky, tricky situation. Yeah. Awkward Christmas moments. What are the kind of things that we're talking about that people may be experiencing? So I'm getting a lot of phone calls these days because people are anticipating tricky, awkward situations over the holiday season. Which so, is good that they're yeah. even thinking ahead, right? Yeah. So this is, might happen. So. Mm-hmm. so a lot of people have somebody in their family who's dealing with a drug problem or drinks too much or dealing with um, alcohol problems. Somebody who is maybe going to be at their party that is living with someone of the same gender or the opposite gender and they're wondering how to handle that. Black sheeps of all different kinds of shades, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing. Add in what other kinds of things. Yeah, you never know how some people are going to show up. Mm-hmm. You never know if they're going to show up. Yeah. We have family members who don't like to RSVP, so it's like, are they coming? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. The gift-giving thing can always be awkward um, when kids get gifts and they don't necessarily like it, or oh, yeah. how do we navigate through that as parents, and how do we kind of train our kids to do that? And food allergies is becoming a little awkward. Yeah. Like, yes. What if you forgot to ask in advance, and then someone shows up and says they're gluten-free, or they have this allergy, and you're like, oh, I don't know if I have food for this person, and it can be a little bit awkward. Yeah. Yeah, and then there's always the quirky people that show up as well, uh, just how to how to handle that in a kind and gracious way. Yes. We think it's just the kids who who need warning for all this, but I think adults often do too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we're talking about it now in the Christmas holiday season, but we know this applies year round Yeah, because there's yeah. birthday parties and grad events and summer barbecues, but it happens to be the Christmas season. So we know that we're in for a party with somebody that fits this category. Yeah. yeah. So we're kind of talking about tricky social situations. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So what do we what do we need to do in order to prepare for a season like this? What are the things that can help us cope? I think, first of all, just the fact that we're talking about this is a good thing, because I think sometimes we can be in denial about things. We cannot think ahead and then we just get into reaction mode and we're not being proactive about Mm -hmm. things. Yeah. I think sometimes we think we're the only family that's going through these things or that has difficult things. I know you had one person ask, like, is this a new thing that families are experiencing this? And it might be to a certain degree, some situations that we're facing, but I think also maybe a generation or two ago, things might have been hidden that are now obvious or people are more open about talking about things. So maybe these situations that come up are more in our face than they might have been. Yeah. Or we would have been kids and we just were oblivious and we didn't realize what was going on. Our parents knew. 
behind the scenes at well, these situations. And right now we can be fooled. We look at Instagram, we look at Facebook, we look at all these things and it looks great. People are mm -hmm. dressed up and they look all pretty and they look like they're having this really great time. And we don't know that actually at this event is uncle so-and-so or cousin so-and-so who's really difficult and really challenging. And the family has known this their entire lives and they're actually struggling to get through the two or three hours together. But that's not represented on Instagram or Facebook. Right. Yeah, I think we all deal with this. Yeah. And you can actually have a great family gathering. I'm not saying that something's wrong with you if you have a great family gathering and everything goes smoothly. <laughs> That's true. But there are skeletons kind of in everybody's closet. Some yeah. kids are too young to know about it all, but it comes yeah. out eventually. Um, we're not alone. No. You're not alone in any of these struggles. And if you're not struggling with them right now, that's great. Well, and in my family growing up, we didn't have extended family. So what my parents did is they always invited the odds and sods, uh, the ducks, the odd ducks yeah. to our family gathering. So, you know, the <laughs> widower from down the street and the lady at church that, you know, was recently divorced and the person who's struggling with mental illness, they were at our holiday tables, sometimes for present opening, yeah. sometimes for the dinner. So this was something that I worked with and they weren't part of my extended family, but they were kind of part of our family friendship kind of gathering. So this was something I saw growing up. It wasn't just family. Yeah. <laughs> no. right. This was something that we worked with every time. It's like, who's going to be there? I have no idea. And I have no idea what issue I'm going to be facing. Yeah. My dad really reached out to people who wouldn't really fit in community that well. And I remember going to, I think it was almost a mental hospital. And we picked up this guy yeah. who would have a day pass and we bring him to church yeah. every Sunday. And he would often have seizures in the vehicle. Oh. And at first, this was very shocking for us kids. We'd be in a van and he'd be in the front and he'd have a seizure and stare at us and be really tired after. But after a while, we, we got totally used to it. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. just became normal. So, but, but we still needed to talk about it. Yes. And they are a lot of fun. Like, I really enjoyed all of those unusual people eventually, yeah. like mm -hmm. when you get used to them and yeah. you kind of accept how they are and you kind of work through it and find ways through it, you can have a really great family gathering. Yeah. But it's still lurchy in the process. Well, and you have your kids that you're with. And if you're if you're the adult that's inviting yeah. those you know types of people, um, you have to prepare your kids yes. uh, for those kinds of things because otherwise it can be awkward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. So let's talk about some of that preparation. What can we do to make these situations less awkward, less tricky? Well, what I think it, it's not about us. And Crystal, I think mm -hmm. that you kind of talked about this as we were discussing it before. When we're picking up, you know, kind of a loner type person who mm -hmm. maybe isn't very good in these social situations, we have to remember this social situation isn't just so I have a good time. Yeah. It's you huge. Know? Yeah. So we have to come with that mindset that we're there to serve, to make the situation as good as they can be for the host. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like make it so that we can help them out physically. Yeah. Um, with the preparation that we can help them out in terms of drawing people into conversation. Yeah. We can kind of be that that kind of right-hand person for the host that's mm -hmm. there to make it a successful event. I think as Christians, we need to look for ways to serve. Yeah. You know, guide the grandma that's struggling through the buffet lineup or sit with that loner person in the corner of the room for a little bit. Get to you know, know them. Yeah, get to know them yeah. a little bit. Ask those interesting questions, which we'll get into later. But we need to figure out how can we be a benefit to this event and not just be the taker. Because that's the tendency, right? For us, it's like if the food wasn't good enough and if I didn't have a good conversation, that was a terrible event. Why did I go? Yeah. I was wasting my <laughs> yeah, time. Wasting time. Yeah. 
But yeah. you can make it better for someone else. Yeah, I think we should yeah. put ourselves in and that it ends, mindset. It ends up being more fun for us, too, if we've I invested so. in other relationships and got to know people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and not to use the cliche, but it is the reason for the season. I mean, you're you're supposed to be, as a Christian, emulating yeah. Christ. Yes. Uh, so you want to um, think through how, I mean, not what would Jesus do, but it, it, you know, yeah. in, a, in a very practical way of... Um, you know, if you, you're you're giving and not taking, because you think about all the times that Jesus gave, and you know, if I, I look at those situations sometimes and wonder, oh, I sure wouldn't have done that. No. <laughs> Maybe we just need to bring back those bracelets. That yeah, the the what would you? The '90s kind of a thing. Oh yeah, just to remind us. Yeah, every, right? Totally. Pull it out of your pocket. Oh, yeah, that's right. I got to go help clean up. <laughs> yeah. Set a reminder on your phone. Oh yeah. <laughs> if you're someone who kind of forgets about the cleanup. Yeah. Or. Yeah, it might not be a bad idea. Yeah, because I think yeah. it's a good idea. Yeah. How else can we think ahead? Well, I know that in my family, it's very important that we use the commute to prep. We usually have at least 15 minutes, and often for family members, it's an hour. So we remind each other, okay, Uncle So-and-so is married to Aunt So-and-so. These are their kids, the ages. And oh, yeah, they're bringing their homestay student from China whose name is this. And so let's be prepared so really think in advance, who's going to be there and remind everybody in the family about some of those very basic things, yeah. especially if you don't see them very often. Yeah, you could use that time also to talk about recent things that happened for these people yeah. to celebrate them. Oh, didn't you just have a birthday? Like, yeah. how was it? Especially if you're not in daily kind of relationship with these people. Yeah. So you're talking about prepping the rest of your family to ask questions of the people who are being at the yeah. gathering. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. No. If, Think back to like, did they have a new house this year? And you want to say, hey, you have a new house. Do you have pictures of it? Yeah. New Pitch- puppy. Exactly. You just graduated from grade 12 and you're in university or something like we need to think about the people that will be there. Yeah. And, and younger children would need maybe even some role playing with this ah. as you're in the car, right? Okay, let's pretend I'm Auntie Carol oh. and you haven't <laughs> seen me idea. for six months. What could you ask me? Right. And when you ask me the question, look at me. <laughs> <laughs> and when, you know, when yeah. grandma says, how are you? Look at her. And say, I'm good. How are you, grandma? And she would really love a hug. And so a be hug. prepared. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's not okay always to give only high fives. Sometimes no. you have to. We can know. use these social situations, even if they're tricky, as yeah. such a, an amazing training ground for our own kids so that they're not the socially awkward ones when they're well, 40. For me, <laughs> for me I, I'm not a hugger. So I have to remind myself ah. when I go here, oh, yes, hug the people because I'd really rather not. The side, <laughs> sidearm hug, are you okay oh, with that? Yes. Yeah. The pat's yeah. better. The pat. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. It's just, I'd just really rather not. But. Yeah. So how about things like, uh, when you think about the commute, like prepping yourself, do you give yourselves like an end time? Say like, we're going to leave at this time. Or do you have other things that you kind of prepare ahead of time as you drive in there? So for this- us, yes. We always prepare um, to what time are we going to arrive? So what time do we have to leave Abbotsford? Mm-hmm. And what time are we going to leave their house? Because then I also have to factor in how much time it takes to say goodbye. So, you know, because some situations you know are going to be particularly difficult. Like maybe there's um, an uncle and aunt, a grandparent, somebody who you know will probably be drunk or By such and such a time, probably. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. and so you might think, you know, we can go for two hours, but we maybe can't stay five. So then maybe by, you know, 7.38, we should be packing up and saying, oh, it's time to get going. Let's say goodbye to everybody and let's go back to Abbotsford. Yeah. It's totally okay to go for a short time. 
to a family gathering or social situation just so that you can encourage and be a gift to the to the gathering, but you don't necessarily have to stay all day. Yeah, you don't have to be the last one leaving and come home tired and exhausted no. and keep your kids up too late. No. Like you can leave at eight o'clock. Yeah. And the yeah. worst thing is having your kids kind of grab your hand and, Mom, when are we going? <laughs> yeah. And I don't like it here. Yeah. So my kids you... are playing with me. <laughs> Mom, they, I'm hungry. I didn't like the food. I've, we've been in the house. Yeah. Or the other way when you want to go and they don't. Oh, yeah. Right? So, like we've had to really yeah, lay down true. the law with that. When we'll give them a one. warning. Yeah. Like we're going in 10 minutes. Go clean up the mess you made in the right. basement. Right. Um, I want to leave. This is so fun. Right. Can we have to leave so Can early? Can I sleep over? <laughs> <laughs> so we have to try and think of as many of those scenarios ahead of time, right? Yeah. What, what do you do if they're if you know that they might not like the food there? What are options to get them through the night? Feed them ahead of time something that they that they'll that they'll eat, um, whether it's McDonald's on the run or just cheese and crackers or something that would be a little have a little more sustenance um, to yeah make it a little less awkward. We yeah. had a rule growing up, so. My parents always said, we went to a lot of different people's houses quite a bit. And um, my parents would always say, okay, you have to be polite about the food. Take a little bit of everything, get it down, be polite, say please and thank you, all that. If you don't like the food and you're hungry at the end, we'll go to McDonald's. So we only actually pulled that once. The food was so gourmet, we as kids had no idea what to do with this. So we did actually go to McDonald's on the way home. And then one time when my kids were around eight or 10, we were at someone's house and all of us were just like horrified. Oh, <laughs> so no. all of us went to McDonald's at the end and I had laughed about that this might be a possibility. <laughs> so, you know, you might have things like that. So your kids have sort of a motivation to behave better because you're going to, you may not want to go to McDonald's, you know, yeah. maybe Tim Hortons or Wendy's, but you know what I mean. My kids yeah. have been a little picky in the past. They're getting better. And thankfully my husband will eat almost anything. So they'll be like, mom, do I have to eat it? I'm like, just give it to dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Totally. Kyle's grandma always had a rule about the no thank you helping that you always took. Yeah, some of yeah. everything, um, and you had to eat it, and then you know, but, but you had to try. And yeah, yeah. I think that's a good a good rule just for kids to kind of yeah give have something that. a try. But I think it's also okay if you know they really don't like something. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like okay to say you know no thank you to something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> how sure. about kids gift responses Rebecca do you have any wisdom on how oh. to prep your kids to give good responses when they get gifts um, I, espe- little kids especially are very literal and very honest they haven't developed their filters uh, so I think it's important to, to remind them to always say thank you uh, for a gift even if they already have another one of the, the same type or maybe it's not exactly the thing that they want or if they don't even know what it is but you should always <laughs> always always say thank you because the giver um, has has thought that this is something that yeah. um, that your child would like and so you need to teach them that that gratitude yeah. um, and then be prepared as a parent to to um, know that your kids don't have that filter and sometimes you might have to smooth things over a little bit <laughs> yeah um I've even gone sometimes so as so so far as to tell my kids that they will they won't get the gift if they oh. don't say thank you. So mm-hmm. um, just to make, to remind them that they need to be grateful for everything yeah. um, and that they, they that they get. Yeah, this is one of those topics that's such a reminder that our kids need constant training. Yeah, we can go into so many situations and think, oh, the kids will be fine, and then it's a disaster, and you're like, well, we could have avoided that. Yeah, if we had thought ahead if of time. If we had thought ahead of time and just talked about it. You know, before a birthday party, before a Christmas gathering when there's going to be gifts. Yeah. 
you get a Lego set that you already have, what are you going to do? Well, don't open the box because then you can't return it. Like, right. we'll, we'll make effort to get you a different Lego box. Yeah. But somebody went through the time. Somebody spent the money. Yeah. Somebody is excited to give you this gift. Yeah. yeah. So honor right? that. Honor mm-hmm. it. Yeah. yeah. Because we all have the stories of the nephew or niece or a friend who, at four years old, marches the gift to the door and says, you can take that home with you. <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I want to go on a little more serious note. I think also we need to consider the people that will be at this event and think of what are some of the things that we need to be mindful of in terms of something difficult that happened. And so I can speak to that from the care department that mm-hmm. somebody this year will be grieving something. Maybe they've lost someone important in their life, or maybe they have a difficult diagnosis or their Parkinson's MS dementia has gone downhill. And so I think we need to be mindful of the people at this event of maybe they need some more help physically because they're struggling. Maybe they had recent knee surgery and need a little bit more help in the kitchen or things like that. So we need yeah. to prep our kids to be watchful for others who are going through something tough. Yeah, and I think even just be willing to acknowledge those pieces, even if you can't do anything about it. Like Mm -hmm. I know, um, just ran onto one mom whose daughter had passed away a couple years ago, and I said, oh, it must be hard again at Christmas time. And she just, whenever I've mentioned it, she just says, thank you for acknowledging that. Yeah, You know, Mm -hmm. I think just being willing to just go out there and say, I know this is a difficult time for you. Yeah. And if you can use the person's name, if they've lost someone to death, if you can use the person's name, oh, I know that that you're missing, you know, Mm Aunt Susie or whatever, then that's really helpful to hear the person's name. Yeah. Yeah. My brother will avoid family gatherings because of the questions he knows people will ask him. Uh. Mm. He had a a fairly successful um, singing career in a band and it went downhill really fast because he had vocal issues. And that seems to be the only thing people want to talk about with him. Uh. Oh, how's your voice? Are you back doing music? Do you still play guitar? Are you writing music? And like oh. he can't handle it. And our, our kids know this. They won't talk to him about it. Yeah. Uh, he'll bring it up and then that's okay. Yeah. But some people need space. Yeah. Uh, and there are probably some questions you shouldn't be asking them. And well, that's kids, the landmine yeah. kind of conversations. Yeah. Yeah. Have you talked in advance in the commute about some of those landmine conversations you shouldn't bring up? Right. You know, politics is one we laugh about with yeah. <laughs> Rebecca's grimacing, <laughs> being from the States, you yes. know. <laughs> right. So there's some things that maybe we shouldn't ask. Like if you have somebody who's been single at for a long time, oh, yeah. at your don't gallery, please don't ask them, are you dating someone yet? Finally. Oh. You know, or if there's a couple. You know, are you, when are you going to get married? When are you going to have kids? Don't. don't yeah, or when are you going to have your next child? Because yes. you, you don't know what's going on in between. Unless you, you know them personally. Like, yes. These are questions that you can ask if if there's trust and you know yeah. what's going on in their or lives. They've shared some of these issues with yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. But consider that ahead of time. Yeah. The thing I remember, too, when my kids were little is sometimes we'd go to people's places that didn't have kids or had older kids or whatever. And I had to remember that I wasn't there just to pawn my kids off on this family. I was still the mom mm-hmm. in that room. And so I remember there are certain times where we visited family members that didn't have kids. And I would just take my kids out to the playground and let Bob visit for yeah. a while there or do those kind of things so that my kids weren't an irritant to the people around them. Yeah. And for their sake, too, that they could just enjoy themselves. Because mm-hmm. I didn't want to take them somewhere where they hated, you know, being there. And so I think it's important for us to realize if we go into those situations as parents that we're still the parent. Maybe yeah. bring along that tub of Brio train sets and they can build a whole track around the house or they can or bring along some Lego or something so that your kids are occupied. Don't expect that the host is going to provide all these 
pieces for your kids. Yeah, I was reminded of this last Christmas. We were at a, a family party. Kids were invited, but the idea was that the kids would go into the basement and maybe watch a Christmas movie. And um, basically, one one set of parents definitely took their parent hat off, their okay. mom hat off, because their boys were misbehaving so much so that my daughter came upstairs and said, Mom, you need to come down here. So I ended up watching the Christmas movie with all of the kids. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I needed to yeah. because I'm still the mom of our kids and it would have been more fun to be upstairs with the adults. But the mom hat needed to stay on. Yeah. And we've gotten in a couple of tricky situations with talking to the kids on the way home about maybe the video games they ended up playing or the show they ended up watching yeah. because I took my mom hat off for mm-hmm. a little while and I didn't go down to the basement and check or the games room upstairs or, or whatever. Yeah. I think restaurants are another tricky place. A lot of people like to celebrate at restaurants yeah. in the holiday season. But if you have little kids, they need stuff to do. Yes. And if you're trapped beside someone that you're running out of conversation, you need to find ways that you can exchange seats with someone else so you can revive the conversation. Like you need to be prepped in advance that yeah. this is going to be a little bit challenging yeah. if you can't mingle and move so quickly. So one thing that comes up a lot in the Christmas season is alcohol. Mm-hmm. How do we deal with situations where there's alcohol going to be served? And how do we kind of in conjunction with that work parties um, oh, yeah. that aren't mm-hmm. Christian? How do we walk into parties where all kinds of different stuff's going on? How do we be a light in that situation? So I'll open that up to conversation. Yeah, well, we um, we have friends that are Christians that drink alcohol and we do as well. But the Bible is quite clear about how much alcohol you right. should drink, right? And so we know we're not allowed to get drunk. And the consequences of getting drunk are usually immature behavior, saying things you don't mean. There are there are consequences Absolutely. for sure. Kissing right? someone else's spouse. All these kind of things I've heard of yeah. happening. At, yeah, yeah, for parties. sure. Yeah. Talk about awkward. Yeah, I know. Totally. <laughs> and and um, within a Christian community, I, I've... I've been a Christian for a long time and been around people who called themselves Christians and there was too much drinking for sure. And I know as a result, 10 years later, some of these people aren't married anymore. Yeah. Um, so there are extreme consequences in people's lives that play out, um, not just because people get drunk. There's yeah. a lot of different reasons. But we need to be sensitive also to the people who have struggled in the past with yeah. alcohol. Yeah. And um, there's a lot of things to consider. Do you serve alcohol at your own family parties do you drink alcohol when you go to the christmas party yeah right there's so many things yeah there's one situation where i have a regret i Mm. wish i could do a do-over it was many many years ago now but i went out with a group of women to celebrate something i don't even remember what and one of the women at the table we all knew was within the last year clean and sober from alcohol and But the rest of the women at the table really wanted to order some bottles of wine. And I was uncomfortable and uneasy about this. And so I just kind of very wimply said to the next person beside me, like, I I don't think this is a good idea. But it didn't really speak up very well. So they ordered wine. They're like, oh, come on, come on. So they did. And then I was going to not drink, sort of to be buddy-buddy with the person who was struggling. And they put pressure on me to drink, like, come on. And I caved. And so I did. And I felt ill like the whole mm. meal thinking I should have mm. at but in least, solidarity with this person yeah I should have at least walked alongside the person who was struggling so I think although as Christians we totally have the freedom to drink and have a glass of wine and I like that too I need to consider 
who is with me at this party and how can I help them? Rather than that time, I would think I was obviously a hindrance. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, it makes me feel ill. Yeah, the Bible talks about being this stumbling block. And you don't want to be that stumbling block. So So Mark and I have made the decision sometimes to have alcohol in our house when people come over based on who's there. Sometimes we've chosen not to based Mm -hmm. on who's going to be there. And sometimes we've left it open to the people who come. Yeah, it's, it's very much a tricky situation, but I would encourage you to talk with wise friends or your spouse or somebody about that. Yeah. So I think the general rule here is you can drink. Yeah. You can also choose not to. Yeah. But don't get drunk. Yeah. And if you do drink, don't drive. <laughs> yeah. Really. Yeah. And it doesn't mean you're drunk just because you don't drive. Yeah. I, I've had that discussion with people before. They're like, well, if you can't drive, you probably drink too much. Yeah. I'm like, well, no. Like, I won't drink. I I won't drive if I've had anything to drink. Yeah, and unfortunately, Mark and I have been in the situation where somebody was drunk, insisted on driving, Mm. would not have any other option, and we did have to call the police. That's a really awful situation, but I think we need to be thinking of the people who are also on the roads, and I don't want to be liable for somebody else's injury or death. Right. So get prepared. Like, if you're going to be in a situation like this, start thinking, if it goes really sideways, what are you going to do? Yeah, I was just to say to add to Sarah, you, you know, it is okay to drink, but you also need to be mindful, as Thalia has said, just you know, mm-hmm. to, of who's going to be there yes. and and who um, who's going to look at what you're doing and yeah. and, be, and, and and it might be a stumbling block. So yes. so you have the freedom, um, but you need that you also have the responsibility. Well, I've even wondered that even around Abbotsford, like Mark and I went out to a restaurant a couple weeks ago, and I said I'd really like to order a glass of wine. Can I? Like, will somebody see me there with my pastor hat and th- will that be a stumbling block for somebody? So we had to talk that through. And we, he said, no, I think that's okay for tonight. But sometimes it hasn't been okay. So uh, that's it's an, a hard yeah. one because just yeah. because somebody might look at you and go, oh, well, she's having a glass of wine, so I can have five. Yes. You can't yeah. really control no. them no, in that way. No, someone interprets anything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. It's hard. Yeah. In terms of the liability thing, how about when parents have serve alcohol for their kids who are underage in their house because they want their kids to go to party kind of where they can see them rather than mm-hmm. what do you think about the wisdom of that it's illegal <laughs> well, <I know. laughs> but parents will say but yeah. at least it's safe and i know where they are and yeah. so i looked up the laws on this actually yeah. in your own home with your own kids in the privacy of your home with just your family you can have your underage kids have some alcohol which culturally is very accepting in, yeah. in certain parts of the world yeah. to have your teenagers drink wine with you. Yeah, I'm not advocating that. I'm just saying no. that you but would if be you're from, If you're yeah. from Italy or you're from France, yeah. this is not unusual. No, but, but no. there's no laws against it, though. No, there. no, but there isn't here either. Not for, for your, your own, own family. Right, right, for your own family. Family. right, right. But yeah. if you host a party for underage kids and you have alcohol in your home, you can be liable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah very. Yeah. But for serving a minor, absolutely. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, and you can be liable for injuries, for death, for alcohol poisoning. So please don't think that that's okay to have no. an underage group drinking alcohol in your house just because you're there or it's safer. Please don't. And I would encourage if you have kids that are going to these kinds of parties, don't say that they have to stay there and stick it out. If they are uncomfortable, they should be allowed to phone you and you can go any time of day or night. At least that's our rule. Mm-hmm. And my kids just have to say the code word. We have a code word that says, mom, I'm not feeling well. And now you have and to change your code word. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everybody knows your code word. Lots of families use it, so it's okay. And they've, they've both used it at least once, and they've said, Mom, I'm not feeling well, and that just means come pick me up something tricky is happening that I can't handle. Mm-hmm. And I will totally take that on and say, yep, yeah, okay, I'll come get you. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And I think it's important to walk through that with your kids. Yeah. Um, my kids are, the three of them are different and they've had different experiences with this. One of my kids doesn't want to go to any party where there's alcohol. He just doesn't want to be there. Another one of my children um, wants to, has felt kind of a calling to be present and be a designated driver, yeah. um, but not participate and right. still be involved with those people. And so it's an interesting thing to walk through as a parent. Like, how do we draw those right lines, help them walk through it in a way that honors God and yeah. and feels safe for them. Totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that whole liability thing scares me. When I hear of parents yeah. hosting these yeah. parties, I think like if someone would, would die of alcohol poisoning mm-hmm. or get killed or something like you would never come out from under that shadow. No, no. I don't understand. Not the, just the liability, but the responsibility. Yeah. Like yeah. you would just feel guilty forever. Yeah. I yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't imagine. No. Yeah. Work parties. Oh, what do we do about work parties? Like for us, it's easy. We're <laughs> <laughs> sporting on Saturday, yeah, Friday, Friday night. night. I don't think it's going to be too sketchy. Yeah, I don't know if Bob's work, does he have a work yeah. party? Yeah. 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 And With Remax, they do. Yeah. And Mark always did in our early years when he worked for different accounting firms. So we've gone to them before. Mm-hmm. Um, I would encourage people to go to work parties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One time we were invited to one that was at a strip club. So maybe not that. <laughs> I would say that's not helping you as a Christian. Um, you said but, no to that one. Right? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah. But in general, I think work parties are a good place to be. Interact with your uh, partners, coworkers, your own coworkers. Get to know people. Enthuse about the event. Eat lots of great food. Talk to people. Drink. Yeah. A little bit. A little bit if, if you're you okay with it. Yeah. yeah. And then after an hour or two, you know, if it's turning sideways, then feel free to leave and say your goodbyes graciously. And Have go. a plan. Have Maybe a plan. even more for work parties. Yeah. Right? When people start getting drunk and dancing and, yes. and not that da- the dancing part is wrong, but when they're drunk and dancing, <laughs> the the inappropriate stuff that yeah. starts to happen, that's, you should have a plan of when you're going to leave. Yeah. When the drinking games start to go sideways, yeah. that's when I usually say, oh, okay, it's time to go. <laughs> Rebecca's laughing over there. <laughs> How were your engineering parties when you were an engineer? Oh, they were uh, typical. I think, and the same thing, you know, you have people that drink too much or, you know, they were pretty tame though. Yeah. They, yeah. They're Engineers are serious types. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas work parties are starting to get a reputation. Yeah. Kind of like anything goes. You yeah. can be as crazy as you want. It's like the, and what happens in Vegas stays yeah, in Vegas. Yeah. What happens at the Christmas party, you can come back to work on Monday and you're still respected, but are you? <laughs> really? Yeah. And how does it affect your marriage and your kids going forward? Because yeah. I hear about people who are getting together as couples and drinking too much and mm-hmm. kissing each other and getting involved in relationships. And all of a sudden there's yeah. affairs and things. And it's just not healthy. No. And not good in any way. I can't even But still go to them, it. right? We're still saying go For to those bit. work parties. Yeah. yeah. You want to make relationships. Yeah. And you want to be seen and you want to enjoy the people that are there Yeah, to a we certain do. degree. Yeah. And there's always somebody that you can invest in if you're going mm-hmm. into that event with that I with that mindset right yeah. of mm-hmm. how can I be of help to somebody who, because not yeah. everybody is getting drunk no 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 and there's some really great people too mm-hmm. like you said invest in yeah mm-hmm. so anything else I mean I'm sure there's more but <laughs> I know we might have to do a part two down the road because you can just think of these tricky situations and there's so many there are uh, so things many. that we could talk about. Mm-hmm. I guess the, I would just conclude with praying. Like if you're, oh, if yeah. you're, if you don't know how to handle a particular situation or that you know you're going to get into at a at a at an event, um, just pray and and ask the Lord to give you wisdom and for sure um, the Holy Spirit to give yeah. you words. Yeah, 
Yeah. yeah. And to also orchestrate your path, I think. I've been often surprised, like I've prayed that before going into mm-hmm. a room, like, Lord, mm-hmm. br- bring me in contact with somebody that needs yeah. advice or needs help or needs a, cr- you know, a shoulder to cry on, and I'd be happy to be that person. And then or let me have up. a meaningful conversation tonight, yeah. right? Yeah. And along with the prayer, you know, you bring up a good point because Mark and I always pray several days in advance of a tricky situation. And then we also realize that coming home, we often have to debrief with our kids. Yes. You know, how did that go? What was good? What was bad? What could we learn for next time? And then if it was a pretty tough one, it can take, for me, up to three days to kind of work that one out. Like It does feel a little yuck for about three days. And I think it's because totally Because you'll be okay. replaying in your mind, what could I have done differently? Yeah. How could, what could I have said in this situation instead of that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And sometimes just what you saw happen just really hurts you. And it, it takes a few days to kind of work that through. So that's just normal. Yeah. I think with all of these, the Bible doesn't speak directly to many of them. Mm-mm. The the drinking alcohol and living together, those would be really the only two. But we have biblical truths and guidelines that yeah. we can apply to all these situations. Just and if basic you, wisdom. Yeah. If you yeah. don't know your Bible, these things are going to really put you in a tailspin. You, I would say you won't go know then, how to react. Right. Then go read yeah. Colossians 3, 1 mm-hmm. to 17. Mm-hmm. I've memorized it now. I work it with through with so many people. It talks about what we have to put off and what we have to put on. Yes. It's like clothing and putting yeah. on is compassionate hearts and kindness and humility, meekness, patience, bearing with one another. Yeah. And put I'm like, well, that's tricky situation. Every situation. <laughs> yeah. We have to bear with one another. Yeah. And forgive. That's part of that too. So you go and read that. Yeah. Even the book of Proverbs just has so many, oh, yeah. like just this is common everyday wisdom for how you can deal with difficult situations. For sure. So it's a good one to read too. Mm-hmm. Thalia, do you want to pray for us as we end? Pray for the tricky situations. Yeah. Yes. Tricky, tricky. People. Okay. Lord, we need you. Um, we can think of all of us and maybe our listeners, all of the tricky situations we've faced in the past and those that we know might be coming um, in the future. Lord, would you prepare us? Would you help us to lean on you, to read our scripture so we know how to interact? Lord, would you help us to be compassionate and kind and to bear with one another and to forgive one another where that's needed? Lord, would you help us to ask good questions of people, to get to know them and invest in them? And Lord, where we go wrong, I pray that you'd help us to ask um, forgiveness of the people, to apologize where necessary. Lord, we simply need you. These are really tough situations for us and we need your wisdom. So please go with us, Lord. We ask all these things in your name. Amen. Amen. 